Welcome to yet another edition of Hit the Target podcast, proudly brought to you by Hollywood Bets. I'm your host, Jesse Nagel, discussing Africa's greatest, prim- Africa's greatest league. Uh, of course, I'm talking about the DSCB Premiership. There isn't any other league like it in the continent. Uh, with me to discuss it all is royalty. We've got some royalty back in the studio. Um, it's, it's been a while, but Pro Pilani joins us. Pro? Firstly, Happy New Year. I don't know if we can still say that now. It's uh, deep into the year. But uh, good to have you back in studio with us. So happy to be back. Uh, good afternoon to you and good afternoon to Coach as well. Mm. Do you want to actually introduce who our other guest is? Ah, uh, The number one plumber. <laughs> <laughs> my, my favorite coach, uh, Coach yeah. Dylan. Um, the tattooed coach, uh, the traveler. Uh, what else can I say? Um, the only man. That can save your team anytime, even if it's one one game to go. He can still save your team from relegation with with four points. With four <laughs> <laughs> he gets four just, points. Just out weird of things is happening. <laughs> Coach Dillinka joins us as well in uh, Hit the Target Studio. Coach, good to have you back. It's always a pleasure to be here. Um, and I think I messaged you the other day in a promo. Mm. We always have this. He puts some interesting tweets, and I've got to answer them. You know, and I'll, I'll make a point. But I'm gonna I'm gonna make a, uh, a lot more points of it. It's it's a good it's a good way of getting you know the the word and the message out. This mm. Twitter it's uh, it's good and it's bad, but it's informative that you you've got people like Bro and mm. and Hollywood Bets that are putting things out there so people know mm. that what's happening inside football and from the outside, which is good. I think we can call Pro a what what were you but one stabbed as. I'm trying to think of it. I'm glad you forgot. <laughs> Was it a, a baby? Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> our favorite baby uh, and our favorite plumber in studio. Um, mm. Of course, there's so much to discuss. Pro, let's start with your team. Sundowns. What they've done this season. What they continue to do. What's the number now? How many wins has it been in a row? 13 wins in a row. It's incredible. Um, it's a uh, PSL record. Mm. Um, I think they're breaking their own record. Breaking their own record, yeah, and they keep on setting new records. So for me, um, it's not only about sundown the setting records. Um, it's also about the quality of coaching because mm. it starts there. I mean, when you have a, a big technical team like that of Mamelo the Sundowns, um, I think every player is bound to shine. And uh, you look at uh, the the principle principle of individuality that is applied there. Each and every player getting the attention that uh, mm. they deserve so that they can improve their game. Uh, whenever they are called upon to contribute to the team and you you can't even tell that there's a difference. I think if you remember their game against CS Galaxy, they made about eight uh, changes, but you couldn't tell. Mm. And uh, they, they played a very a new combination of uh, Mbule, Jali and Mkulise in the heart of midfield. And you couldn't tell that uh, it was a new combination. So for me, mm. I think that speaks volume about them, about their quality and about their technical team that I think they should get all the credit. So these are the record holders. Or, well, is this Sundance team, rather, the best we've seen? How does this compare to the Sundance team from the early 2000s, from 2016, the great Sundance teams, the late 90s? How does this fare against those teams? Comparison is a, is a thief of joy. Mm. Um, for me, who, who started watching this team in 1989, mm. I saw the great, the great team of 1990 that won a treble. 
Um, I saw the the mid nineties team. I saw the the the, the late nineties team that won three in a row. Mm. I saw Corinikas and Sundowns. Then uh, I witnessed um, the eight year dominance of Pizzo Mosemane's dominance. Then you, uh, I saw the the co coaches uh, winning the the treble as well. Mm. And uh, you you look at this uh, current team. I think the foundation was late in nineteen eighty six. When Scrima uh, Shabala started this project of Shushan and piano, you were in matric that year. Huh? <laughs> But uh, <laughs> I was playing. <laughs> We never lost against them. <laughs> and uh, uh, he, he laid a solid foundation. And um, the Pitos, the Ted Dimitrios, the late, and uh, you look at the Rolanis, the Mangobas. They are all mm. just doing renovations of this great project called Mamelodi Sundowns. So for me, comparison won't be won't be a good thing to do. Someone is doing the lounge, and um, the other coaches maybe were doing the kitchen and the mm. and the bedroom. So you can't compare. You can just say they complement each other very well. Where there's a kitchen, yeah, but don't you think there's that, a plumber? You know, the, 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 one of the things that that did change, and it was a big decision from the management that they were going to make a change in the technical team. Who was going to head it? Remember, well, there were there were three people in charge. You know, you, you had one that spoke before the game, one that spoke to training, one spoke on the TV. Mm. You know, there was there was there was a, you know, and then all of a sudden they took Rolani and said, "Right, you're the head coach." Yeah, 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 and uh, I, I do believe, coach, that uh, that also contributed. I think from for for us who are watching from the side, I think that means a lot. But for the players, I don't think that uh, there has been any changes. The only difference is that now, if Sundowns lose. Uh, nobody's going to say um, it goes to Mangoba, it goes to Rulani, or oh, this is Rulani's fault, this is Mangoba's fault. Rulani is taking the stick on behalf of everyone, uh, but we know that he's not driving it alone, he's still driving it with the same people. So I think it, is, it was only about taking uh, responsibility and um, knowing and understanding Coach Rulani um, and, how, and how hard he works and how hard Coach Mangoba works and how hard uh, Coach uh, Steve works, especially on the human resource side, because uh, you really need somebody like him to, to manage that uh, that dressing room with the egos and all this kind of stuff. For me, uh, I still feel that the only thing that changed was uh, was, was the finger-pointing part, that uh, mm. every Sundance fan, today they know who to point at, uh, rather than saying, uh, rather than fighting who, who to blame for the loss or for the draw. Because mm. it's never... Ever a loss? It's always a draw. If it isn't, Sundowns fans are upset even when they concede. <laughs> the demand is so high, um, Coach. How not have you seen anything like this? Not, not in a while. I mean, you, you're talking about in the 2000s. I, I came here in 2009 with Pumalanga Black Aces, and the standard of football in the Premiership then was fantastic compared to it now. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's been a lot of a lot of speculation or a lot of talk about this fair play, financial fair play. Is it working for Sundowns or not working for anybody else? No, it's not. Financial fair play doesn't come into it. Sundowns have got a good squad. They've got a good technical team. They've got a good structure. They've got a good base camp. Everything that they've got is a tick, 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 tick. Mm-hmm. Yes, they've got the money. Yes, they've got uh, Mr. Mazzeppi Jr. now who's in charge. But obviously it's, um, it's carrying on from his father. Who's the head of CAF? You know, so they, they've they've got they've got everything in place, so that's why they're doing well. Mm. They, 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 like I said, they do work hard. Are they doing so well because the standard has dropped? Though they don't have a Chiefs competing with them. No, and, it, and it's they don't have it's a sacrilegious that Chiefs and Pirates, uh, uh, not just them two, but everybody is not competing with them. Mm. They're 
the recent games, they've, they've been winning games, but they've not been playing very, very well because they, they've got this, um, this anticipation that they're going to win. Mm. You know, they're going to just turn up. They're not going to concede. They're mm. going to score two or three goals. You know, they they struggled against Chipper. Mm-hmm. They struggled the other day um, against TS Galaxy. Made eight changes, and and they also struggled against Chiefs at certain against moments. Chiefs, yeah, yeah, but you know Chiefs are gonna. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, uh, Arthur was on a big, big you know mission there, not to get, trying not to get beat, but not get beat by two mm. or three because he came down to Amazulu mm. and got tanked four. Yeah, but, but that's know, exactly what it, it stands from. As coach is saying, from the top, you mentioned even the fans are upset when they concede a goal. Well, uh, for me, uh, I, I always. Um, I, I'm not a fan of uh, of this comment that uh, the standard is not the same as before. Mm-hmm. But but I, I I want to say that Sundowns has set their own standard so much that we we, we begin to see other teams as mediocre. Um, but truth be told, um, the standard that Sundowns has set is something that we are not used to in South African football. Mm-hmm. Currently, as as we are talking now, Sundowns they've got a team of scouts in watching Chan. Uh, how many PSL teams have sent scouts there? Mm-hmm. Other teams, I think, they are signing players even from the first divisions of first division of Zambia. Mm. Um, is it is it uh, is it scouting? Is it down to scouting? Or we is were it at YouTube? the Safa. We we saw mm-hmm. a Sundown scouting. You, he was, we didn't he see was many present. at the clubs. Exactly, he was present from the first game until the last game. But mm. uh, when you asked about other clubs, where are the scouts? And you don't get answers. Mm. So these are people that are taking their job seriously. They are taking their recruitment seriously. I know that they've got two Nigerian boys that are going to be playing in the MFC. Nineteen-year-old mm. Nigerian boys. They went to West Africa. They found those boys. And they brought them to South Africa. And uh, in the next two or three seasons, when people see these boys, they are going to say Sundown is killing the league again. But you've got a <laughs> cheaper United's top goal scorer currently, mm-hmm. God's Power Ikataro. He's a Sundown's player. He's on loan at cheaper. Mm. Nobody knew about him. When he was playing at Tux last season, he was scoring goals in the NFT. And uh, as soon as people realize that, no, this boy is a Sundown's player. Now, everybody is... is, is uh, is in awe of his quality, but as soon as they realize that he's a Sundowns player, suddenly <coughs> Sundowns is killing the league. But when this team is investing in scouting, investing in developing and training of players, nobody is saying anything. So we need to pay our respect to those who are respecting the game enough and who are not taking shortcuts. But there's mm. another thing we, what you mentioned as well that a lot of players that are on loan through Sundowns that go to clubs, that clubs that are actually. Mm. Getting players from Mamelodi Sundowns, you know, mm. they unknown players, you know, players that you wouldn't think of. I mean, Jody February has just gone to Amazulu, Amazulu yeah. yesterday. I think that's fantastic for him. He's a good goalkeeper. I, li- I liked him. Mm. You know, not many people, especially Swallows fans, they didn't like him at all. But I stuck by him, and he did very, very well. But unfortunately, at the end of the season, he had to go back to Sundowns. You know, and we'd already signed Taka from Tux. For mm. a few million, I think he, the chairman paid. So, the benefits of what Sundowns do, other clubs get the benefits. True in, in the NFD in 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 the ABC Mosepi, mm. you know, and and I can't understand why they're, they're now bringing this fair play issue into into place when the Mosepi League sponsors the mm. NFD. ABC, mm. <laughs> you know, they, they are supporting South African football. Other clubs have got to come up to that now. They've got to come up to a standard where they challenge Mamelodi Sundowns, not just Chiefs and Pirates. You know, the, the fan base for them two clubs is 
so much pressure on them mm. just because of the fan base. You know, they, 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 the supporters are dying for success. Yeah. That's got to mirror the players on the field. They want success. Play, fans want it. The players are good enough to get it. So what's not working? What's not happening? And you know, you know, at the beginning of the season, I spoke to the richest Bay coach, Coach Vasily. Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, he, he he was telling me about Siandamsani, the quality of Siandamsani, before even Richard Bay announced him, because mm. he saw him at Kosafa playing for Bafana Bafana, and he was like, "This boy is fantastic." And uh, uh, when he was announced by Richard Bay that they got him on loan, you can see the contribution that Siandamsani has done mm. at, at Richard Bay. He, he's a regular player; they play him as a left wing sometimes. Sometimes they play him as a left wing back, and you can see that. Richard Bay are benefiting mm. from this player and is contributing to the success of the team and look where they are on the log table. So why can't the other clubs do that then, Tom? That's a good question. And, and it goes down to coaching. You mm. can't hide. You, and you can't cheat, cheat football forever. Mm. Coach, from a tactical perspective, you look at this great Sundance team, I see very little weakness in this team, if any. From a coaching perspective, it's the final day of the season. You need to get your team to survival. We know you'd do it, but how would you do it? <laughs> you just got to get belief in the players. You know, there's there's a thing in football that you know, got to have trust in the players. There's, I'll give you a story, and it's, it's, it happened a couple of weeks ago. I was, I'm living in Florida Road, mm. just off Florida Road, and I see a couple of local players, and I'm walking past the restaurant, and I've seen a couple of local players who've just come from training. And I went back, and I, and I had a chat with them, and I seen the Buckets of beer, mm. Um, mm. you know, and it's, it's Tuesday afternoon. They've just been training, you know, and and then and I said, "Well, you know, what are you doing? Oh, we're coming for a, a little relax." And I said, "But you've been training; you should be home recovering and recuperating and mm. getting yourself ready for training tomorrow." Oh, we're not in tomorrow for, till four o'clock. Yeah, and and, and so that so it, it's a an excuse, or we can mm. sit here in the sunshine and, and drink loads of beer. You know, and, and that's something that you've got to get out of the mm. persona of footballers in this country. And that's what they've done at Sundowns. You've got to be successful in life. When mm. everything that you do, you're challenged in every every day of life. When you when you wake up, you, you, I'm trying to find out things to do just to keep myself motivated. And I'm challenging myself every day to do 16 kilometers, mm. whether I walk, whether I run, whether I play golf. You know, and, and I'm trying to look after myself both mentally, men, mentally and physically. And mm. my health is m- the most important thing. At 56 years old now, I've got to look after myself. Mm. You know, and, but that attitude of we can do what we want here, but yet a professional football club is paying their wages to be a successful player for that club that will then bring other players into the club through academies, through schools, through development, that they want to be that player. Mm. You go into school now, probably most of the people want to be either a Sundowns player or a Manchester City player or Arsenal at the moment because yeah. of the success they're doing. It's Sundowns or international? It's Yeah, it's in, in South Africa, it's nobody's like, we've got the Chiefs followers, we've got the uh, Pirates followers, but it's, it's all Sundowns. Sundowns mm. are making the headlines, Sundowns in the papers, so it's everything Sundowns. And you can't know that. Mm. But why... Other clubs not challenging them. I don't know. I don't know. 
I don't have the answer to that, coach. Uh, I think neither do we. Um, <laughs> Crow, speaking of uh, good scouting, one of our South African talents have been scouted by an English team, Vincent Company, Belgian legend, Belgian international. He's done some homework in his native country. He went to Belgium. He scouted our boy, Lyle Foster. And and they played against each other at one stage. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think um, Vincent Company might have uh, paid attention since then because uh, the boy has, in, has been doing very well in um, in uh, in Belgium and uh, I think he's been scoring some goals as well. We've been getting a lot of updates on social media and uh, of, of his progress. And uh, I'm very happy for him. And I'm I'm also happy for Orlando Pirates because it says a lot to, to younger boys who are in Pirates that... Mm. Um, you don't really need to aim for the first team of Orlando Pirates only. You can also aim at the European markets as well. And uh, we must give credit to Pirates development, Coach Augusto Palacios for sporting his talent and mm. uh, nurturing him so well that he can fit the international market. And um, hoping that uh, the boy can also make it for Bafana Bafana because I don't understand why soon as these boys they get <coughs> to, 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 the, to the English league, uh, you hardly find them for the national team. So I'm just hoping that uh, when we play our two important qualifiers, uh, um, he, he will be available to help us up front because uh, I know that Lebo Motiba is also back in front. So we really need somebody that's going to get goals for, goals for Bafana Bafana. So congratulations to him. I hope that uh, he represents uh, himself first. Mm. He represents his family um, well and he also represents the country well because if he does well, um, it also gives other clubs an opportunity to, to come and look for other South African boys. There's Keshias Malula now. Uh, we are hoping that he can also move to to a European market. There's Tapelo Maseko, Super Sports United, mm. whom I hope can also move to, to a European market. We need these boys uh, in those leagues so that uh, they can help Bafana Bafana improve, not Sundowns. Looking at a player like Lyle Foster, is, for me there isn't a clearer you know, message as it doesn't matter who you're playing for overseas. There's more opportunity. Uh, the international scouts, you know, they would rather go to the likes of Sweden, Belgium, Norway to find young talents as opposed to coming to Africa. We don't really know what's the reason for that. But it shows if you can make that opportunity or if you get that opportunity to move abroad at a young age, is that not, is Lyle Foster not a testament to saying, go for it? There's Tabokale there, moved at a young age. There's Pepelos Tolle moved at a young age. So these boys are moving to, to, to those European markets. As much as they move to the Portuguese second division, third division, I mm. think um, them getting that quality of coaching and living that quality of life, it also improves their mental strength. As coach was saying, the mm. importance of taking those exercises, those long walks, it improves the quality of life as well. So for me, I think uh, with Lyle Foster being the success story right now, um, it says to you and me that uh, every young boy now should look up to Lyle Foster and say, one day I want to be in that space mm. and be coached by one of the, I think, one of the bigger players we've ever seen in, uh, in our lifetime. Is there a fear of players moving because, you know, perhaps social media comes into it. You have fans, uh, South African PSL fans saying you're leaving one of the biggest clubs in the land to go to play for, you go to go play in uh, Belgium Mumvela League or Norway and Vela League, or mm. Norway ABC. Mm. Is there some fear that comes into the players, perhaps? 
from the players that I've spoken to, they enjoy it more. Um, obviously, the only problem is that they get they get ignored for Bafana Bafana, and mm. every young player wants to play for South Africa. And uh, if you are ignored for a national team, you feel that maybe you are wasting your time overseas, and 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 they always think about coming back. But some of the players they really want to stick it out in Europe, and they really want to to stay there so that uh, they can earn bigger contracts and earn more respect uh, and be considered for national team in the future. And we, we see players from Morocco now, uh, players who were born in Spain, uh, uh, Portugal, France, they're switching allegiances now. They want to play for Morocco mm. because of what Morocco has done um, at the World Cup. So let's hope that these boys um, can be considered for Bafana Bafana in future mm. and can come back and help the country because we really need to export more. Mm. Do you but, think, you know... Um, it's interesting what you're saying because um, it's an Anvela league. You know, the the European leagues are very, very good, very, very strong in in England, in Scotland, in even in Northern Ireland. It's a small league, it's a small country, but the football in them countries are really, really good because it's all professional. It's all everything's done right, everything's done proper. These players overseas, I don't understand why they want to come back. Mm. They've got an opportunity to sell themselves to go in. I mean, that's a great signing that Burnley have made. Yeah. A great signing. I do know Evidence Macopa, who signed for Pirates, he had the opportunity to go to Denmark, mm. you know, and they were very, very keen. Stig Bjornaby, remember the former Liverpool player? Mm. He yeah. was very, very keen on him, but he decided that he wanted to, he did, <clears throat> already agreed to come to the Pirates. He had a bad injury at the beginning of the season, he's not really featured this year. But he got the opportunity, and I could, I can guarantee, one year in Europe, that player would have been in the Premier League, mm. you know, because he's he's such a raw talent in that age, and that's what this thing with with Fosler going to Burnley, that's great mm. advert that young players and up and coming players and players who are playing for Bafana Bafana can actually say, well, I want a piece of that. I want to see his paycheck every week, mm. you know, what he earns every month compared to what I get in South Africa. Mm. You know, that's what you want to, you, you want to be aiming for, you know, the best players and the best leagues and the best managers. Burnley, top of the league at the moment, yeah. you know, they, they're desperate to get back in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. What an opportunity for him. Percy Tau, different, you know, you can understand he wants to go and play back with his uh, former boss. He, he feels like that he's not really playing that many games at Brighton. Mm-hmm. I think he should have stayed in Brighton for at least another two years, as long as they wanted him. Yeah, you know, because then at the end of his career, he could then go over to to where Pizzo is. What uh, message would you say to Lyle Foster? Because obviously you've played in England, you know the English football probably better than anyone in this room. How will he adapt? So what does he need to do to adapt? No regrets. No, don't have any regrets. Go for it. Go and give your best. He'll not like the weather. It's freezing. It's miserable in winter. It's Seven o'clock in the morning, it's still pitch black. Four o'clock in the afternoon, it's pitch black. Mm-hmm. It rains a lot in Burnley. <laughs> it <laughs> rains a hell of a lot. It's one of these countries, one of these places in, in Britain that just seems to have a cloud hanging right over it. Mm. But he's got a great manager. He's got a great stadium. And Burnley Stadium is fantastic. Too. Mm. It's a really nice stadium. And he's got an opportunity to, to sell himself. Yeah. Scores and- 20 goals, he gets a move to the Premier League. 
if, mm. if, if they don't go, get promoted. Yeah. And perhaps the relationship between Pesitao and uh, and Vincent Company under like Madef also contributed because mm-hmm. I, I do believe that Pesitao is a good boy and um, his relationship with Vincent Madef convinced him that a South African mm-hmm. boy is a respectful boy, is a hardworking boy. So if he goes for this one, he knows that character was his sorted and only the only thing that he needs to do is to polish his finishing on the field. But again, Pro, then it comes... To the point where coach was saying he he bumps into a few players, uh, Durban-based players, who are drinking in their spare time. When you don't know who could be watching, your own players could serve as scouts for you one day. And uh, and I've 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 spoken to a couple of scouts, and they tell me that they do follow players even after training. They they go they follow them wherever they go. They mm-hmm. want to see who they hang out with, what they do in their spare time. Mm-hmm. And believe me, if if you have seen a player sitting and drinking beer on a Tuesday. You might you, you might take a phone call and call your uh, the head coach and tell them that no, this is not the right player for our team because he drinks uh, uh, on a Tuesday afternoon mm. instead of working on his game, instead of watching videos, instead of spending time with his family, he, cho- he chooses to drink. So, it, uh, unfortunately, um, players don't <coughs> realize how, how how fortunate they are until they lose it all. Mm. Is there a problem with alcohol? Is one drink, two drinks? Is that fine in the game of football? Maybe coach can answer that one better. <laughs> well, when I used to play, we we and that was the culture, mm. you know, because you 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 weren't tested, you didn't have any um, GPS on you, you weren't blood tested at football clubs, you weren't breath te- breathalyzed. Mm. You all you didn't, you came to training, you ran, you worked hard, you went home, you rested, you come to train the next day, you go out on a what you have a Wednesday off, so you go out on a Tuesday night. Saturday you go out for a, um, on Saturday night after the game, nice. but now it's changed. The dynamics of football has changed. You, you is it being abused more? Um, not in not in Europe. You don't get away with anything in Europe. No, in the country in South Africa. Um, it's a culture. It's a culture, and I don't think it's it, it's abuse. Um, but there is a culture that it's easy to just go to the bottle store and just take it back home and sit in your garden and mm. invite a few friends over and. Uh, and, and drink, yeah, you know, and, and there's a time and a place for it. But you're a professional player. You wouldn't come to work here and going out and getting absolutely steaming mm. the night before coming to work. Yeah. You know, once or twice you you, you do mm-hmm. you know overstep the bounds, of, which is human nature. But you know, it's it's important as a professional player, especially for youngsters, um, that you don't get involved with professional players that. Are older, the experienced, and they and they have that culture where they've grown up drinking alcohol, mm-hmm. eating. What's that stuff that they put in the mouth? It's not. It's not. It's not it's, um, they put it in the top of the mouth. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know oh, it's snuff, yeah. Is it snuff? Yeah. yeah. I mean, <coughs> that that winds me up big time. I mean, mm. that 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 cannot be good fear. <laughs> that cannot be good fear. You know, from a from a health point, you mind from a physical point. Mm. It can't be good for you, and the the players they'll hide it. I mean, the, <laughs> the thing is stupid. You know, it's in the bags, and you go into the room, see how they are. And the, the, there's not one box. There's five boxes on the row. <laughs> you know, and when I was in Polokwane, <laughs> I used to I, I go and I I very rarely go and drink in um, white places where white people go. I, I always go where where I can go, mm. and obviously. They don't, people don't expect me to be there because it's black and it's coloured and it's it's 
it's not a, not even a mixture. You know, mm. I'm probably the only <laughs> white person in there, and I'm sit, sit, sitting there. I'll have a, I'll have a, uh, I'll have a meal or I'll have um, a beer, and then I'll see all the players walking. And as soon as they they, they see me, I mean, <laughs> it's like, oh, what are you doing here, coach? And yeah, but they're coming. <laughs> yeah, but the big silver tin is full <laughs> of everything. Look, I don't mind it. You know, I've done it. I can't say it's a, it's a bad thing. As when when I was a player, it, we got away with it. But now, mm. you cannot get away with it. I think I think Sekakuni uh, fired four players because they came to training drunk. I mean, that's that's terrible from a player. They deserve to be fired if they come to training drunk. They shouldn't have come to training drunk. Yeah, I think once it once it, you know, once there's a bit of alcohol abuse once is once you've passed your limits then i think it gets out of hand but one or two pro i'm not going to let you um run away from this question is one or two fine after training trainings the next day at four o'clock a player goes for one beer you're you asking a good question by the wrong person because i don't drink uh, <laughs> I, i don't i don't even know how uh, how alcohol tastes like but uh <laughs> Um, from a from a football perspective, I don't think that it's good as as much as we used to learn that um, two pints of beer are good for your brain. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I don't know if it's too mm-hmm. many or, or or too less. I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. I don't want to answer something that I don't have experience of. <laughs> well, I say it's, the, the point I was trying to make is that you know you've got players going to home and, and relaxing and and you know putting the feet up. And you've got your teammates that you know. We're going to do the different, uh, the opposite, mm. you know. And, and it, like I say, one or two. Where's the professionalism? One or two is not bad, you know. You can't, you know, you not you you can't babysit them all the time, and you know, send scouts running around see where they are and what they're doing. Mm. But it's when you know you've got buckets of, you know, and they, they, mm. and it's a hot country. You know, <laughs> you're dehydrated from training, but what, what, what made me laugh was, oh, we're not training until tomorrow afternoon, so we can sleep it off. Mm. You know that's why I hated tra- uh, people. Uh, my former teams. Why are we not training at three o'clock? Mm. You know, because I know what happens. I know what these players do. You know, even getting up in the morning, they'll go shopping. They'll go walk around the mall, and then you come into training at three o'clock, and the standards is terrible because they're tired. As as a coach in in the PSL, do you not have the option to make that call to make training earlier? No, I would. No, I always did, but. <clears throat> they've got this thing that we we play at three o'clock or we play at five o'clock. Mm. We should train at the same time. No, because you know the first thing you need to do is have breakfast, come to training, go home, get your feet up, relax. Because the next day, yeah. especially in this heat, mm. especially in this heat, because it does take. And you've coached in Limpopo. I've, I've coached in Limpopo, <laughs> but I've also also coached in Scotland. You know, yeah. the the physicality of it's no no different, but the heat mm. you get very dehydrated here. And to replenish it with beer is not the ideal thing to do after a training session, mm. even after a game. When I played, that final whistle blew at four thirty, four forty-five. We were in the bar. Mm. <laughs> we were straight in the bar. I mean, we didn't get. We we, we hardly got showered. We just. Mm. We were but that was the culture. Then. Mm. But we could get away with it because we didn't have the science, we didn't have the data. Players now are judged week in week out how far they run. Mm. How they worked, how many sprints they made, how many recovery runs they made, Heartbeat. Uh, the the heart rate. At Norwich City, a few years ago, every Monday morning they had their blood tested, and it was put on the data, and it come back in the afternoon. And if you not tell you how much you slept, 
what you've eaten, how much cholesterol you've had, how much fat you've had, how much alcohol you've drank, how much sugar you've had. I mean, it was all there. And you get fined if you... If you, you got fined, yeah, if you, you got fined. Is that not something we should look at then, no? It depends. It depends how much. It depends on, uh, with with blood tests and uh, breathalyzers. I think um, at sometimes we've we've heard that they are mm-hmm. doing it, but uh, and the results are showing. And the results are showing. So we don't know what is happening at other teams. But we've read um, interviews from the likes of Daniel Cardoso, um, who were complaining about the behaviors of their teammates. So at the end of the day, it's up to a football club if they want to cheat football or they want to do the thing, want to do the, the right things. Mm. You know the player. The thing is though that. If I if that was my me, and and pro you were coming to training, you were late and you were lazy and you weren't eating the right thing and you were, I knew you were partying every night. I'd put you, I'd throw you against the wall. <laughs> but now it's like, you know, it's it's okay. You know, we'll, we'll now teammates are going with them. Yeah, mm. yeah, exactly. Mm. You know, and it's it. it I say the, the the culture's changed, and it, for any young player coming up now. And, and we have got to change the mentality of young players. We've got to get pre- better academies, better development, better pathways for players, for coaches. We've got to get them educated. Yes, there's a, a SAFA D course and a C course, B course. You know, where's the A licenses? Where's the, where's the real licenses that we've got? Coaches who are desperate to be qualified, but there's no courses. Mm. You know, and we, we've got to do that better to make South African football better. You know, and in them courses comes responsibility, comes education on health, education on sleep, education on uh, mentality, because that's all part of the coaching education. Mm. We've, we've got to do that. We haven't got a coaches group in the PSL, yeah. whether you're in a job or you're out of job. There's no the meet- players' union. There's, there's no meetings. There's no meetings. There's no coaching conferences. You know, in in England and Scotland, you've got them every quarter. Mm. So four times a year, the coaches get together and they talk. They, they and discuss the trends that are happening. And, and the referees come in. Mm. And speak is to that referees. set by the governing bodies or is that set by the coaches? That's set by, well, in, in England, it's the League Managers Association. Mm. So everybody's a member of it. It costs me £150 a year. To be a part of it. To be a part of it. So I don't know how many coaches. Well, it's 92 league clubs plus probably the same non-league so that's a lot that's nearly 200 people mm. you know it's not a lot of money 150 quid a week but you're invited to conferences you can go or you don't have to go mm. you've got your CPD coaches in, I've got to do three years CPD which is 15 hours every three years which is not a lot considering yeah. three years but it's hard especially being in in Africa to actually do these CPD events but I've just done my 15 hours till 2026 now mm. But you've got to do analysis, you've got to do game uh, formations, and, and you're learning from other coaches. Mm. You're learning from other coaches, like we are here, you know, sat around talking, mm. and we don't do it in this country. You know, everybody just, I'll stay here, I'll stay there. <laughs> it's, you know? it's every man for himself. Yeah, and, mm. and we, want to, we, we want to make this country qualify for AFCON. Mm. We want... I want Marumo Gallants to do well in the Confederations Cup. I've been in it twice. It's mm. not that hard. Mm. It's not that hard, especially if you win your games at home. You sneak an away win. It's 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 a good competition. CAF. We'll see how sundowns how good sundowns are mm. when they go to CAF. The pressure's then going to be on them. 
That's why now they've got this lead of 16 points. 19. 19. Um, 13 points if Richards Bather in the two games in hand. Mm. They've got that cushion that they can go to CAF now and prepare properly for that. So that's going to be a big talking point for, for from a Sundowns point of view. Uh-huh. But we, we've got to try and make competition better. We've got to make, try and make players understand why they're a professional footballer, why they're employed by a professional football club. We need the owners to take responsibility for the clubs to say, right, hang on, what's Sundowns' model? Why is it working? Let me speak to um, the chairman at Sundowns. Let me speak to the technical director at Sundowns. The Sean Bishop, the academy coach, and let's let me find out what they're doing right. Mm. You know what? What's Kaiser Chiefs doing right? What's Cape Town? What's Cape Town Spurs doing? They've had this academy, you know, with mm. Ajax a long time ago. You know, which I think brought a lot of players mm. into the big into the big teams. So what they're doing? What 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 they're doing? Why can we not do that? Why not? Can we not mirror that? Because mm. we all get the same grant. <laughs> so now we don't get a bigger grant than. Uh, swallows, they still get the same grant, you know. But where's where? Yes, okay, they've got the money. So what? Uh, Sundowns, but where's the investment? Where's the, where's the pathway for these players? Mm. And that starts at Safa, PSL, and let's grow. Let's let's do something different. Let's change the mentality of this country's football to make it better, to make it like Morocco. Mm. Now I see why you got all those teams uh, out of relegation. And buying into your system, coach, uh, some wise words uh, that you've shared over there. I think definitely something for many parties involved to look at. Uh, pro, but if you're out there listening and want to stand a chance of winning the 200 and betting voucher, courtesy of Hollywood Bets, the topic of alcoholism has come up and it's sparked intrigue. Uh, let us know your thoughts around alcohol abuse and whether one or two drinks are quite fine for a professional footballer or whether they could get carried away, whether that leads, opens doors to temptation rather. Uh, let us know if your thoughts do hit the target. We will credit your account with the 200 Rand betting voucher, courtesy of Hollywood Bets um, Pro. Lastly, we just want to discuss the Chiefs and Royal AM fixture this weekend. Oh, Kaiser Chiefs. Um, three, three losses in the row. Mm. Um, they've never beaten Royal AM. Um, they've not even gotten themselves a draw. So um, playing in uh, Pizza Mokaba Stadium, I think um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't see Chiefs. I know you want to say it. I don't see Chiefs getting anything out of this game. Mm. Um, Royal AM are in a very bad position on the log table, and they want to make a move uh, with rumors that uh, Coach John might return as well. So mm-hmm. we just hope that uh, Coach Wayanteo can uh, inspire the team to. To, to, to get the full complementary of points. I'm, I'm going to be biased on this one and say Royal AM will, will steal it. Mm, Royal AM are four points off needing coach Delinka. <laughs> <laughs> you know that Delinka is, is the only coach, <laughs> only coach that uh, every win he gets, he gets four points. <laughs> <laughs> it'll, be interesting, it'll be interesting this this weekend because obviously there's one more game in the PSL and then there's a Ned Bank Cup and mm. then obviously Gallants <coughs> and Sundowns go to, to CAF. Um, there's some interesting results there's some interesting games this weekend and mm. next week Yeah, you know and that from 7th down to 16th I think there's only 22 points to 15th yeah. at the bottom mm. so it's it's now a matter of who 
which team wants to grow momentum and win and be like and that's what it's about at the stage of the season. That's what it, it, it's, it's, it's not even trying now. Mm. You know, you look how these fixtures are going to be working. I looked at them this morning. Every team's got a difficult fixture mm. in that bottom half of the table. Yeah. And even Cape Town City, 23 points, they're not safe. That it's not, there's no easy game in the PSL. It's very, very difficult. It really is difficult. Mm. I watched uh, Amazulu play Gallants at the weekend. I watched last night, I went to watch them against Arrows. It's, it's a very, very hard league. It's mm. very, very difficult. And the, the biggest thing that Gallants have got to do now is not lose games. Yeah. And it's something they can't do. No. Nope. Coaches, your phone been ringing from any PSL? Nope. Club? Nope. I'm uh, I'm I'm fine right now where I am. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, if it happens, it happens. Um, again, you know, you, you're coming into a situation where it's it's different now because there's there's a lot less games. Yeah. Before it's been 12 games, it's been 15 games. You've got that little bit of time to to mm. suss things out. But now you're talking. Some teams have got 12, some teams have got 11. Mm-hmm. Next week's going to be 10. Yeah. So it doesn't daunt me. I mean, I know, what, I know what I can do if I get the opportunity. So It's almost your time. Almost it's, the length of time. <laughs> I want to get rid of that Last seven though. games. <laughs> <laughs> Last seven games. And then. It, it, it reminds me of uh, Walter Rodman. Walter, oh, Rod- Walter. Walter, Rod- Rod- Walter Rodman will not find the job at the beginning of the season. <laughs> but come the last six games of the season, he will get a job and he will save a team. We had a conversation on Twitter the other day and I I, I knew I got, I got fired from Swallows because we got beat 4-0 by Arrows. And we battered Arrows that day mm. and we made four mistakes and... Four costly. Four costly mistakes because he, he, he got a big one because he cost me my job. Um, and it was a decision that was made, which was fine. I, you know, I accepted it. But if you look at the the way current results are going from from teams, the chairman are backing the management. Mm. They're not thinking, right? I'm going to get rid of him, and, and we need to change it, and not panicking. They're giving they're giving them time, a lot more time mm. than what I had. You know, so it's it's sometimes you think, well, you just need that trust. Well, I, I trust my players and give them that belief. You just need that trust from the owners. Mm. And I think one, there was a big one in Scotland this weekend. Aberdeen got beat by a team called Darvel FC, <laughs> who were like in the nowhere lands of Scottish football. And the chairman came out yesterday and supported the manager. Mm. And, and that's what you need. You need that support. And I hope you know, it continues now because he, oh, yeah. the trend was oh, lose two games. You gone, but that was a conversation probably because we've had the, we call it a merry-go-round mm. with the same coaches being shuffled mm. around. I remember who was it? Alan Fries at the time, and mm. you know, uh, Musin Etzugral. It was the same crop of coaches just being shifted, and and they, they end up improving no one. So I'm, it, it turns out that same in Europe. You know, you've got coaches that have been four, fired four or five times. Mm. Failed at each club that they've been in, but yet they get another job. Yeah. <laughs> Not Alan Tree, sorry, it was Luke Emile. Sorry. No, yes. And and, and, and watch now for, for, for Lampard as well. He might get another high profile job. <laughs> but some, I think they're, t- they're tipping him to take over Moyes, which is weird. Yeah, that's uh, very weird. Uh, Coach uh, Tilenka Propilani, uh, gentlemen, what an honor it was to have you guys in studio again. Uh, hopefully, we have the same brains 
um, discussing the same sports quite soon. Uh, but that's all we have time for today. Remember, is that 200 Rand betting voucher up for grabs? All you got to let us know is your thoughts on alcohol, uh, alcoholism in the country, whether it's being abused, whether there's room for one or two without the temptation of overdoing it. Um, let us know, and if your comment does hit the target, you could walk away with the 200 Rand betting voucher. Courtesy of Hollywood Bets, Coach Pro, as always, Thank such you an so honor. Thank you very much. Cheers.